Amen. Are you excited to be here this morning? Let's notify our faces that we are excited. Let's just give God the glory. Amen. Give him a, a, give him a shout of praise. Amen. Because many people, they want to belong and they want to seek, but they're not always willing to see the Levi. And Levi means being connected. Amen. And that's why our series this month is, it is um, committed, living your calling. And commitment, you cannot live your calling if you don't have commitment. Amen. I know we can do better than this. Let me put a high demand on you this morning. Give God the highest praise. Come on, for He is worthy to be praised. Father God, we just come this morning and we just thank you for your word, Holy Spirit. Thank you that your word will do exactly what it needs to do. Holy Spirit, thank you that you will move in this place this morning and that you will touch the heart of your people, that you will touch their minds, Father, and that your word is a seed, Father God, that will grow, Father. And Lord, thank you that you call us to full commitment in your body, Father, full commitment with the great commission and the great commission commandment, Lord. And thank you that your children, we as your children can say yes this morning. For we worship you. We praise your holy name. Amen and amen. Amen. Well, let's go to Second Chronicles 16 verse 9. And we're going to speak, I'm going to lay a foundation and Dr. Gustav is going to come next week and he's just going to build on it. And um, because we are busy with God's business and, and I know in this time that you, may, you might ask, why do we do all these themes? But really this is a word from heaven. When Dr. Gustav seek what God wants to say, he really just see God and this is what God is saying. And God is calling, heaven is crying out for, for commitment from the children and the true sons and daughters of the Most High God. Now, if you like it or not, heaven, as we are placing a high demand on heaven, heaven is placing a high demand on you. And this morning, I want to say to you that you're, 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 to live your calling, you need commitment. Because if you're not going to be committed, your calling is going to be in vain. Amen. For the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to show himself strong on behalf of those whose heart is loyal to him. For the eyes of the Lord is running to and fro. God is searching the earth for the sons of God and the daughters of God whose hearts are loyal to him. God is looking for loyalty. God is looking for commitment. And in the times his eyes is hovering over the face of the earth to see who is really committed to him in this time of COVID who is really committed to him in your time of sorrow who is really committed to him Gustav get on the the keyboard for me please and and because you need to commit to something in your life because your life shapes the commitment you make. Come on. You will only grow in the areas of commitment. 
And you might say, Pastor Tash, but we hear all these sermons and we, 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 you, you guys are preaching all this stuff. But it's time that we really rise up and it's time that we really stand firm on the things of the Lord. As you know, outside there, there's people preaching a lot of nonsense, taking your focus from the Word of God. Come on, from the Word of God, placing it on themselves. And any time you are bringing focus and commitment from God to yourself, there is is trouble. Amen. Because more people is more committed to the world than they are to the word. We are in a time where the church, the world should not be taking over the church, but the church should take over the world. But there's a lack of in our core value system sometimes. Many people have never been committed to anything. Never been committed to anything. You have not been committed to school. You've not been committed to your parents. You've not been committed to relationships. You've not been committed to your church, to your ministry, to the Word of God. And when there is no commitment, there is no growth. Come on. Because you know, we cannot be casual about commitment. I want to take you to Ezekiel 20 verses 13. And it says, So I sought for a man among them who would make a wall and stand in the gap before me on behalf of the land that I should not destroy it, but I found none. First, God is looking to and fro the earth to bless somebody with a loyal heart. Then God comes and He says, I'm looking for a man to stand in the gap for the land, but I found none because there is a lack of commitment. I hear the call and the cry from heaven, people. That there is a cry from heaven looking. God is looking to and fro through the earth. He is looking for somebody, even if it's just one person that says, Lord, I will stand in the gap for South Africa. I will stand in the gap for Cryfontaine. I will stand in the gap for Brackenfell. But I will be committed in my place of growth, in my place, my spiritual home. To do the things of the Lord. Is there anybody in the house of the Lord this morning and on Facebook Live that say, Here I am, Lord. Here I am, I will stand in the gap. But we become so busy with our own lives. And sometimes you say, but Lord, why is things not working out for me? Why does everything I touch be cursed? Why does even the very footsteps I gave, it doesn't work? Because if you are really committed, 
know when you stand, when you get married, you say, for better or worse. In sickness and in health. Come on. But people, they forget that commitment is not when it's just good. When you say yes to God, to the great commission and the great commandment, you are committing yourself to the Lord, the one that committed himself to you. Jesus was so committed to you that he gave his only life and he gave and he paid with his life for you so that you can have a full and victorious life. But when it comes to the things of God, we have time, like Dr. Gustav said, we have time for television and we have time for tea and we have time for sushi and we have time, we have time when we have time. But we always have to look for the time for God. Come on. You always have to, to seek um, or, or, or make, take out your diary and see where you can fit God into your day. A lack of commitment is a lack of loyalty and it's a lack of losing or having your first love for the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Come on. God is looking because He wants to bless. But He's also looking because He needs somebody to stand in the gap. For the land. Come on, Loftal. This church's vision is to win souls and make disciples. Every believer is a leader. Come on. Our product is a changed life and a transformed community. Are we busy with the vision God gave us? Or are we so caught up in our ministries? What ministry do you have now? I'm a prophet. What ministry do you have now? I'm, I'm, I'm this, this, whatever you want to be. And God says, no. There's three ministries that God acknowledge in the word of God. There's the ministry of prayer, reconciliation, and the ministry of giving. The others is the tool that God use. The method that God use. But it's not the ministry. And you can never place any ministry above God. God wants you to commit to who He is, what He say, and how He moves. Because when you come to the place where you say, Yes, Lord. When you come to that place of commitment, Renir, even when the storms hit your life. And Dr. Gustav is not standing here to preach for you. And he gets another speaker. 
that can share the word of God. That doesn't mean I'm only committed to the man that preached. No, you are committed to the call of God on your life. You will stay strong if you like what we say or not. You will stay strong and you will stay in the same place of commitment with your roots deep into the ground. Because you know that you know that you know that God said it and that settles it. If you really know and you are really committed to what God told you, you will not run from prophet to prophet. You will not seek every... My student is here and I need to use pulpit language. Praise the Lord. Come on. But you will stand strong and you will know that God said it and that settles it and because God said it although I can't see it on the outside you need to know that your gaze need to be upon him you need to fix your eyes on Jesus the author and the finisher of your faith the one who called you by your name the one that knows the numbers on your of hair on your head you need to know that he didn't just chose you to be an island but he chose you to be committed to a greater cause because so many people they're just living life and they're just breathing and they're looking for purpose and they're seeking position because they feel out of place and out of purpose because they are committed to the wrong thing come on Hebrews 10.22 says, Let us draw near to God with a sincere heart and with the full assurance that faith brings, having our hearts sprinkled to cleanse us from a guilty conscience and having our bodies washed with a pure water. Let us draw near to God. Not to what God can give. Every morning when I pray over my son, I say, Matthew, we praise God not for what he can do, but for who he is. Come on. If it was not for the Lord, where would I have been? If it was not for the Lord, where would I have been? Come on, church. And in this time, where there is many false prophets and many small crises standing up. And even the very elect sometimes are deceived by the nonsense out there. What are you committed to? If I ask you this morning, what are you committed to? Because many people is just committed to themselves. Or are you committed to the greater cause out there? Because your commitment to God needs to surpass anybody else and anything else. Anything that takes more of your time than God becomes a little God in your life. Come on. I had to tell somebody the other day, I had to tell them, I said, you trusted God for this. God gave you it. But now you are placing this very thing above God. And when this person disappointed you, you didn't run to God. 
you ran from God. And God can never bless what is not from Him and what you are not committed to. It's like children in school. They don't study, but they want you to pray that they can pass. Come on. It's like a marriage. You're never home, but when the storm hits, you want your pastor to pray, but you're not committed to the cause, to your husband, to your wife. Because everything, every time something happens, you run. Come on. Commitment will take your time. It will take effort. It will sometimes cause you to sweat and to bleed. But it will help you not to be shaken. Come on. It will help you not to be moved by what you see. By what you hear. But it will help you to stand firm on the things of God and the promises of God. Because God is looking for commitment. God is looking for somebody with a loyal heart. Because if you are committed, you have a loyal heart. And if you have a loyal heart, Peter, feed my sheep. If you have a committed heart, Peter, tend to my lambs. If you have a loyal heart, Peter, feed my sheep. How do you know that you are committed to God? How do you know? Is it because you can speak in tongues? Is it because you can lay your hands on the sick and they will be healed? Is it because you have this big revelation? No. Peter, feed my sheep. In that little sentence, it sums up everything God expects from us. Who is the sheep of God? You are. I am. And we need to look after one another. You need to look after your brother outside. I told somebody, I think it might have been Marissa Adele or whoever. And I said, hell is a true place and it's very warm. What breaks my heart more than anything is to see people they say they saved but they play with the world they say they love God but they are conformed to the world 
They forget that they are in this world, but they're not from this world. Come on, you are very quiet on me this morning. Do you tell it better? And they come to the place where everything goes. And everything is okay. And they see their brothers hurt. Dying without Christ and they say it's okay. Because they are only committed to their cause. And only committed to, to their little road to heaven. That they forget about the God that has called them by name. The one who died not only for them but for all. The one that doesn't want to see his children or the children of the world go to hell. Because there is no pleasure in the wicked dying. God has no pleasure in it. It's never God's plan. It's never God's intention. But if the church is going to be asleep and only committed to themselves, and not to the core, the true ministry of reconciliation, not with yourself, but with God, it's going to be a problem. It's going to be a problem. People can call us holy and they can call us a cult and they can call us all kinds of nonsense. I don't care as long as I touch somebody because God is looking for a man to stand in the gap for the land. Are you willing to stand church in the gap for the land? Are you willing to say, Lord, you know what I need. You know I have shortcomings and I have desires and I have needs and I have wants and I have all kinds of whatevers. But Lord, even without it, I will go. Even without it, do you know you will be recognized Eternally for your commitment in history. Must I say it again? You will be recognized eternally for your, com- for your commitment in history. Whatever you are committed now, eternally, you will be recognized for it. People might not know your name today. And they might not know your address. But one day when you change from address and you go into, into, you walk over, let me rather say it like that. You will end up where you were committed to. Come on. You will end up to what you were committed to. Because we fight about a lot of things on the face of the earth. We fight about, about stuff and we fight about, you know, all kinds of nonsense. But at the end, it doesn't have eternal value. The very thing that has eternal value, nobody wants to do. 
we are so concerned about what we have and, and who we are and what people think about us that we forget about the one who gives us our identity. Come on. Romans 6 verses 13. Give ourselves completely to God. Every part of you. Uh, give yourselves completely to God. Every part of you. For you have been brought back to life. And you want to be tools in the hand of God. Used for His good purpose. You are a what in the hand of God? You are a tool in the hand of God. Used for His good purpose. For His good purpose. And when we come to give ourselves completely to God... It means the things of the world needs to die. The pleasures of the world needs to die. The attraction of the world needs to die. And we need to start seeking what God is saying, hearing what He is saying, and do what He expects of us to do. Feed His sheep. Take care of God's business and God will take care of your business. We hear Dr. Gustav say it over and over and it is so true. You know my children don't have lack. And it's not because of me or my dad or my husband. But I've seen it. They don't have lack in every area of their lives. Because I've taught them to be committed to God. I've shared since a little age, I shared with them the gospel. I told them what's most important in their life. It's not your mom, it's not your dad, it's not, it's not your grandfather, but it's God. And then your family and, and then your church. And I've shared with them. And because they are taking care of other young people, God is taking care of them. I cannot speak out of your house. I can only speak out of mine. But doesn't our children sometimes reflect of who we are? Come on. If you are a prayer warrior, your children will be prayer warriors. If you are committed to church... It will not be those, those stories that my mom were here, my great-grandma were here, and we have a history of generations in this church, now we come. No, it will be, I am here because I belong here. I want to be here because I'm committed. My heart is crying out to God. If you are committed to something, you don't care about time. You don't care about money. You don't care about the weather. This morning, 10 to 5, when my alarm went off, I was like, oh Jesus, it's only commitment that can get me out of this bed right now. Come on. A sincere heart is a committed heart. Where there is a lack of commitment, there's a lack of loyalty. I've said that. Because when you are committed, it means you are determined. 
when you are committed, it means you are steadfast. You are unmovable. You are unshakable. You will stand strong. You will stand strong. I said it before, God cannot bless what you are not committed to. Come on. He cannot bless what you are not committed to. Because commitment is connection. If you are an island and you live by yourself and for yourself. I said it last week at the hotel. I said, you expect the pastors. I think I mentioned that the 8 o'clock service as well. You expect your leaders and your pastors to know everything about you. But you're not committed and you're not connected. I promise you, God, we're not... I'm not there yet where God gives me your name and your telephone number and He tells me all your business. I think God has much more better things to do. But if you are connected, then I know it's Marlene's birthday today. Happy birthday, Marlene. If you are connected, I know Pastor Sean had his birthday yesterday, I think. Happy birthday, Pastor Sean. If you are connected, we know. But if you're not, we don't know. And then you will feel out of place and out of purpose. And then you will feel that you don't belong. But it's not the church's fault. The fault lies by you. Come on. My son had a terrible allergy reaction. Two weeks ago when I, I was preaching at LWPC and when I came home, his whole his head looked like as big as a soccer ball. His eyes were swollen. And... Um, he looked horrible because suddenly his body um, developed an allergy for sulfas and penicillin and he was on, on, on antibiotics and I didn't know it. And for two weeks he wasn't in school. And last Monday he went back to school. Did you think, do you think he just went back to school and just carry on with the work? No! Every day after school, he had to commit to go write all the tests that he missed. He was online school when he wasn't in class, but he couldn't write his tests online. So every day last week, he came out at 4 o'clock and one day at 4.30 because he was committed to do better than the class average or the grade average. And he said, no, I don't want the grade average. I don't want the class average because I want to get my A's. So I'm going to go and I'm going to write my tests. Some days he had to write two. And then I realized it is because he is committed not only to where he's at, but to his future. There's a cry for commitment from heaven. Because John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world. God was so committed to His creation, so loyal that He gave His only forgotten Son that whoever believed in Him shall not perish but have eternal life. He was so committed to you. When life gave up on you, 
and people didn't have hope for you and they wanted to reject you and say you are crazy and all kinds of things about you God was still committed in calling you by your name not changing his mind about you still pour out his blessing on you still shining his glory through you come on commitment I want to take you to John and then we're going to go over to the communion let me just find the scripture John 17 verse 13 till 19 but now I come to you and these things I speak in the world that they may have my joy fulfilled in themselves I have given them your word and the word has hated them because they are not of the world just as I am not of this world you're not of the world tell your neighbor I'm not of the world so I don't operate as the world come on sanctify them by your truth your word is true as you sent me into the world I have sent them into the world And for their sake, I sanctified myself that they also may be sanctified by the truth. You are not of the world. He has sanctified himself so that you can be sanctified. Come on. We cannot operate, and I said it before, we cannot operate as the world operates. You cannot walk like the world, talk like the world, and function like the world. If you are saying you are committed to God, you walk like Him, you talk like Him, you operate like Him, and you move like Him even when nobody is watching. Because you cannot conquer what you're not willing to commit to. Ask any person that ever struggled with addiction. You cannot conquer or have conquer over everything you're not committed to. Ask any person that wants to go on a diet. Come on. We cannot be half studied, half work, half labored. We need to be fully committed in everything we do because we need to focus. We need to focus. Not on the things of the world. It's going to get crazy. Hear my heart. It's going to get crazy. We had to cancel a conference today. My dad, we're going to speak six quarter to six this morning at a conference in, in, in well, on, on Zoom for a church in Singapore. But they had to cancel. Do you know why? You need to have 
both vaccines before you can come back to church. I'm not against the vaccine. Don't get me wrong. It's your choice, okay? Everybody needs to do what God is telling them to do. But they'll start to control little by little. They are preparing you for something greater and worse to come. But if you are committed to God, to His ways, His will, His word, come on, you will stand. You will stand. You will stand strong in dark times. And your light will become so bright that God will be glorified in everything you do, in everything you say. I've realized lately that when I'm in conversations with people, I cannot but help to speak about the Word. I, I Usually I could have spoken about anything, but lately I share the Word. I talk about the Word. Because I've realized my commitment is in the Word. Because I seek Him with all of my heart, all of my mind, and all of my soul. When doctors tell you negative things, the Word comes and it changes it. But if you're not committed in seeking it, you will have serious trouble. As Jesus were committed for our sins. And can I get the people to do the table, please? And he were committed for our sins. He came with a love that was unmeasurable, untouchable, unshakable. It, was, it is a love without any buts and ifs. You know, we, we love conditional. But it came with a love unconditional. And you say, what do you mean, Tasha? Can you still love even when you don't like? You know, sometimes... I tell my husband, I said, yeah, I love you, but I don't like you at the moment. We don't have that much of intensive fellowship moments anymore. We don't have that. We just, we just, we just know we speak with our eyes. But that doesn't mean I can walk out. That doesn't mean he can walk out. But when Jesus loved, he loved you with all your shortcomings and all your problems and all your addictions and all your, and all your faults and mistakes and all your crazy. He gave His very life. He became absolutely nothing. Committed to the cause Committed to the cross, to the call. Committed to get the people, the lost, into the kingdom of God. Committed to get relationship restored with God. Committed. 
God saw how people treated his children or his son. But John 3.16 was still written in the Bible. For God so loved. For God so loved. You cannot be committed to anything. Be committed to God. Not your religion. Not your own mindset. But to the one that paid a high price. We will never be able to pay and do or come on the level of what God did for us and He doesn't expect you to He just expects us to be committed and that's why He came and He gave His body and He says do this in remembrance of me can I get another cookie please thank you Bridget he said, do it in remembrance of me. Not of yourself. Not of your own understanding. Not of your own achievements. In remembrance where the price is paid in full. Where it's finished. Where the battle is over. It's completely completed. Perfectly perfected. You cannot add to it and you cannot take away from it. And he came and he and he came and he completed the task God gave for him on the face of the earth. Jesus had 10 million reasons not to go to the cross. But that 10 million reasons were also the 10 million reasons he went to the cross so that we can be free. And when you take your communion your little bread you don't just take it because you take it you take it because of remembrance of him what he did for you the price he paid for you the love he poured out on you even when you don't deserve it and don't feel like it and I want you just to take your I'm not going to ask you to share it due to COVID but I want you to just take it by yourself. Holly, I want you to come and sing very softly. You are worthy of it all. Please. Thank you, Father, for being so committed to the call. So committed to the cause. That we can be free today, walking in your righteousness. That's why we are taking this in remembrance of what you did for us. You deserve the glory. You are worthy of it all. You are Jesus. You are worthy of it all. Can I have the rest of the band up here, please? And from you are all things. To you are all things. You deserve the glory. 
Father, that they will say to this morning, I will be committed first to God, my family, to church. I will be committed in bringing people to Christ. I will be committed in my prayer life. And I will be committed in my giving. do what you say and I will be what you want me to be and Lord that us that our loyalty Father from a committed God to a committed God because Lord you can only use what is in you us that is you You cannot use anything that is flesh, but you can only use what is of spirit. 
And this morning there is people here that say, Lord, where do I belong? What do you need me to do? And we say, first of all, we commit to the hand and the things of God. In Jesus' mighty name, we thank you for your body and we thank you for your blood. That we know we don't take communion lightly, Father. In Jesus' name. We pray for Dr. Gustav right now as he's flying to Johannesburg, Father. To do the conference, Lord, I pray that you will be his mouthpiece. That Holy Spirit, that in that meeting you will move. You will shake. You will restore. And you will give all that you can. And that is everything. So that people can be set free and be delivered. In Jesus' mighty name I pray. Amen and amen. Amen. Let's give God the praise. Amen. I don't know about you, but I'm excited about Jesus. Come on, show your neighbor. Let your eyes smile. Tell them, are you committed? Tell them, Loftal is placing a high demand with heaven on us. Come on, you cannot just be, you know, some people commit and some people quit. Have you ever seen that? You cannot be a quitter, you need to be a committer. Amen. And not only just to Sunday mornings, you need to commit every single day of your life. God bless you. He keeps you. He surrounds you. He's shining His face upon you. And as you exit those doors, you are entering into your mission field. Give God a God bless you. Give Pastor Tasha a God bless you. I have you out by 11. I'm doing good, right? This is the shortest service you ever had. Praise Jesus. My assistant is very excited in front. Don't miss tonight, 6 o'clock on loftal.com. God bless you. And we'll see you next week. Amen.